Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The art of the wrestling finisher has been debated a lot. Ever since the Attitude Era, it became more common for someone to kick out of a stunner or a rock bottom to pop the crowd until such moves barely ever won a match. It was weird. Throughout all this, however, there have been other maneuvers that have gone way under the radar, even though they look great. I mean, they don't beat anybody either, but meh. For you see, I am Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 wrestlers who perfected a non-finishing move. Number 10, Kevin Nash's Sidewalk Slam. So lots of people do the Sidewalk Slam. Sounds like a dance for old people. They're usually way over six foot four for some reason, and it is a solid maneuver. You hoist your opponent up under your armpit, slam their back on the mat. (laughs) That'll show ya. The reason we put Kevin Nash's versions here though is that it was just the best. Aside from how massive he was, meaning it all looked effortless, when he dropped someone down he threw his legs in the air as if he was also trying to hit a leg drop onto the invisible man. Look great. If you were to freeze frame at the right time too, both men would be off the floor, which is always a treat. And while you can argue the diesel version of this was better, you're pulling at straws, they're the same person. I am being totally serious where I say in a different universe this could have actually been a finishing move, or like back in the 70s, because it just murked people. I like it a lot. Number 9, Steve Austin's Mud Stomps. Nearly all bad guys in wrestling do the boots in the corner. You whip your opponent in, wait for them to smash into the turnbuckle before taking your boot and kicking away because you want to break their ribs, I suppose. Serves him right. Steve Austin was an anomaly in this sense, as even as a babyface, he continued doing it. And man, did he ever have this down. No one has ever looked as aggressive or focused as Stone Cold stumping a mod hole in someone. And he delivered it so well, it always got a response from the crowd. And do not forget, we're just talking about kicking here. Don't think this was a fluke either. As Austin's injuries caught up with him throughout the years, he began to lean into stuff like this more and more. And did it work? Yes. Yes, it did. That man just knew what he was doing. It also tied into the character who was meant to be a no-nonsense ass-kicker. And even when somebody does it today, the thought of the rattlesnake remains. I mean, what a damn foot. Number 8, The Rock's DDT. And instantly your brain went the float over DDT. That's all the proof you need. I bet you also remember the slap on the back and the little kick of the leg as The Rock really did make this one of his go-tos. Especially when he was in a spot of bother. 
you busted out of nowhere. It evolved over the years too because other wrestlers started to realize it was part of his repertoire, meaning the likes of RVD started to sell it like it was utter destruction. That just helped establish it even more, and I don't think The Rock ever dropped this from his arsenal. If you go way back as well, you'll find a slower, more complex version which underlines that this was always part of the plan. And it's funny, really. This is the same guy who got an elbow drop over as his finish. That is pure wrestling. Number seven, William Regal's butterfly suplex. I mean, you could pick one of about 20 William Regal moves for this. Regal is so underrated in many ways, and the way he wrestled is timeless. I mean, if you want the grappling to feel real, go watch this man. Obviously, he was more tied into the British style of wrestling, which is where this butterfly suplex came from, as William paid homage to icons such as Billy Robinson. For Regal, though, he would basically snap this onto his opponent as it requires a hefty shove. It looked like it killed someone. It is, as the name suggests, a variation of the suplex, but the fact that Will was also hooking your leg meant it had that added impact you did it better. I suppose the highest praise is that a bunch of wrestlers have done this, but Regal stands out. The man is just so good. Number six, Brock Lesnar's belly-to-belly suplex. I know, I know. Why aren't we talking about the German suplex and a trip to Suplex City? Well, I tell you, because that's obvious. We already know the deal. The reason Brock's belly-to-belly has to be chatted about is because when most people do it, you can see it's a two-person move. That's true with most of wrestling, but it's different with Lesnar. Whether you jump for him or not, he is still going to throw you to the point you're probably better just letting him do it. Otherwise, you could be launched out of the building. If you really want to see this in action too, go back in time and find the Beast doing this to the Big Show. It's like Paul White weighs nothing because Lesnar is able to throw him around so easily genuinely scary. Brock doesn't do this much anymore, mostly because he doesn't need to, unless it's more with him, but still. You know, this is just bubbling beneath the surface. A monster. Number five, Eddie Guerrero's Three Amigos. I mean, it is just three suplexes in a row. That's it. Many wrestlers have done this throughout time, but when Eddie Guerrero did it, perfection. It underlines how important execution is and tying your character into your moveset, because Latino Heat took this and turned it into an all-time classic. Be it the wiggle of the hips or the dancing leg, every time Guerrero hit it, the crowd erupted and he turned it into a mini theatrical masterpiece. It truly is something else when you break it right down. It was also delivered flawlessly every time, which was just the way with Eddie. And while many do it in tribute today, it's still not the same. And they all know that too. You can't outdo the best. Number four, The Undertaker's old school. We take this for granted now, but honestly, do you know how big The Undertaker is? He ain't small, so the fact he could climb the turnbuckle and walk the top rope is ridiculous. That's hard if you're half the size. And sure, it's somewhat silly because why didn't his opponents just pull him to the floor? But if you are going to break wrestling down to that degree, it's never going to stop. For example, how does the Irish whip make any sense? Just stop moving. The whole point is that we suspend our disbelief, and it's a testament to the dead man that he has made this as iconic as he has. Much like Guerrero, it's all about the setup on the pageantry, and never forget, the fans lost their minds every time he did this. That's all you need. If you really want your mind blown, go back to the early 90s when the Phenom started doing it. A lot of people basically thought this was voodoo. Number three, Kane's uppercut. Back to the big men now, and Kane likely doesn't get the credit he deserves. You could argue he's second only to The Undertaker when it comes to giant longevity on a major stage, and go and listen to any other wrestler talk about him in interviews. They all sing his praises about how easy he was to work with. While early Big Red Machine matches were deliberately slow-paced and methodical, as the character evolved, he added to his moveset, 
including an uppercut that hit wonderfully time and time again. Kane would also secretly slap his chest to make it sound like he had killed someone, and because he was so large, his opponent could sell it like death. It was simple and effective. We should also mention his top rope clothesline because I'd tell you, a 6 foot 10, 300 pound man shouldn't be able to do that. I've been up that thing and it's crazy how high it is. It's no fluke that Glenn Jacobs lasted as long as he did. Number two, Hardcore Holly's standing drop kick. Let us just be honest. Bob Holly had one of the most aesthetically pleasing drop kicks ever. This came as somewhat of a surprise as he was more of an ass kicker than a wrestler who would fly around the place. But my word, he had this down. If you're wondering why Randy Orton isn't in this list, even though his is arguably better, the Viper just looks like he would be able to bust this out, whereas Holly's was a revelation every single time. Where did it come from? I suppose it comes down to the fact that Bob was a solid worker, although one that came with a reputation. He seemed to enjoy being a bully, which is not cool, but you can't deny this elevation or execution. I'm not sure he ever missed it. It was just so polished and something he would use every single time, because why wouldn't you? It was a piece of art. Number one, Triple H's Spinebuster. As we know, Triple H is and was a fan of classic wrestling. He studied the heroes of the sport and borrowed where he could, is likely why his spine buster was awesome. I mean, the snap on that thing. Based on what Arn Anderson used to do, this became part of the game's moveset to such a degree, Jim Ross would erupt on commentary when he hit it. Nobody blinked at that, though, because it was so damn devastating, you would react that way. This also likely ties into the fact that Triple H went out of his way to perfect all the small things we as fans may not see, and regardless what you thought of his infamous reign of terror, there was a period where he was untouchable, as having bangers with everyone. He would also time this spinebuster great every single time, and it usually stopped his opponent dead in their tracks. The impact of it would then echo throughout the arena. It is and always will be... One of my favorites. Not many of the wrestlers who perfected a non-finishing move. Well, I think you should go down into those comments and tell us about it before you like the video, share the video, and subscribe. We then have more articles like this on whatculture.com if you want to give something a read. Come give us a follow on social media at Simon316 and WhatCultureWWE so we can have a conversation about life. And if you are still trying to find things to do, why not go watch another video that's on the screen right now? My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And I think my my favorite move that I do in my wrestling that never wins is all of them. I always have to lose. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.